Alright, tonight I'm going to be dealing with faith. And I'm going to show you how faith can be a weapon. And so, right now I want you to, first of all, before we get into this thing, let's just get a definition of what faith is. Alright, what is biblical faith? Biblical faith is simply summed up in this. I trust God enough so that His supernatural power can be released to do something. Okay? I trust God enough so that His supernatural power can be released to do something on this earth. So I need to trust God enough so that He can move on my behalf. You see, we have been trained and we have been brought up not to trust God. We have been brought up to trust in our education, to trust in our jobs, to trust in our bank account, to trust in the natural things that we can see. How do I know that? The minute there's a crisis, we do not start praying. The minute there's a crisis, our first reaction is to panic. We first go into panic mode and we go, oh no, this is falling apart. I'm going to just not see tomorrow. And so the Bible says that your faith should be a shield to quench every fiery dart that the devil's got. Now how many of us have been hit by those fiery darts? Come on, it's like, Why have we got to the place where the devil has got in? Very simply, it's because we have allowed our faith to waver. We have not trusted God more than what the circumstances that we see. When something comes against us, we react to the circumstance. And that circumstance could be hectic. It could be a symptom of sickness. It could be a loss of a job. It could even be a loss of a loved one. That circumstance, the Bible says that every single one of us will have and experience an evil day. But when that thing comes, what are we going to do? Are we actually going to stand and our faith is going to push back what the devil has put on us? Or the report that has come against us? You know, when the doctor comes and he comes and he gives you a report, then all of a sudden you are going to sit down and you're going to go, either I'm going to believe this or I'm going to reject this. Do I believe God enough to sit down and say, I believe you God for a supernatural miracle even though I don't understand it right now. Now let me tell you something, most of us are not there. When the crisis comes, most of us fold. Most of us panic. Most of us don't even know we've got a shield. It's like, oh well, anything can happen to my family. Have you spoken to some guys? It's like one club after the next club after the next club, and they're quite okay with it. They think it's normal. They just go, well, you don't understand. Our family tree, we just get clapped like this anyway. Well, I don't care what your family tree has to do. You have to decide, as for me and my house, how far are we going to get clapped? I don't care if every one of my brothers and sisters and cousins and nephews have an issue. It doesn't mean it's going to happen in my house. I have to start taking a stand for my house, for my family, for my job, and for my city. I don't care what happens anywhere else. So right now, you have got to understand that God is expecting us to have a shield. To have our shield up. Ephesians chapter 6, okay, you can just write this down, verse 16. I think it's verse 16. It says, above all. So he says, 
When you've got all of these weapons, above all, the first thing and the biggest thing that you need to have is take up the shield of faith, which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. It did not say some. So if any fiery dart gets in, and it is not quenched. Now remember what does quench mean? It means it has, a, has arisen, it has arrived at your doorstep, and you've got a question. Either it is going to burn, or I'm going to kill it. You understand? Have you guys watched like Braveheart and these oaks with these arrows? When that arrow comes and it's on fire, you have got a question very quickly to decide, a question in your heart. Am I going to allow this to burn down my house? Or am I going to put it out as fast as possible? Are you guys with me? Now when a crisis comes in your life, it is a thought that's coming. It is a fiery arrow that's coming into your life. So you've got to decide, am I going to let this thing hit me, or am I going to kill it as fast as possible? Now you must remember, when it first makes contact, it is going to have some effect in your life. I mean, even if you're standing with a shield and that thing hits, it's going to make an impact in your life. Right? But then I need to quickly kill it. How do I kill a fiery dart that has come in my life? Firstly, I need to understand how the devil works. See, number one, if I'm going to have faith in God, I need to understand how the devil works. How does he bring that fiery dart? What is that fiery dart meant to do, first of all? First and foremost, it has got to bring me doubt. It's going to make me think, can God do this? So the minute something hits your life, your first response will be doubt. Is this thing really going to work? Am I really going to get out of this? The minute that thing hits, that is your first contact that's going to come. I see everything going down the drain. You know, my business is folding. Or my relationship is folding. Or my house is folding. Or whatever it is. And the first thing that's going to hit you is doubt and fear. And you need to make a decision right there and then, as fast as you can. Am I going to quench this thing? Or am I going to allow it to destroy everything? So God says this, I need my people to trust me. Now I'm going to tell you something that's scary. We have been trained not to trust God. Our whole education system, everything for years after year after year, we've been molded to sit down and say, we use a good thing, a boer marker plan. Have you ever heard that? Get on scriptural ladies. When we're in trouble, we are not meant to make a plan. We are meant to sit down and submit to God and say, God, what do you want? How do you want me to handle this thing? The Bible says, whatever comes my way, He's made a way of escape. He will protect me. He will get me through this battle. But I need to know what He wants, not what I think is a good idea. How many of you know that our plans don't work out so lacquer? Our plans normally end up to be a mess. So now I want to tell you this. The Bible says that that faith that I need to quench that fiery dart when it hits, only comes one way. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says that. It says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. So what does that mean? That means that sometimes, if you are struggling in an area, you're going to have to sit down and get as much word in as you can. 
as much word in your heart and in your life as you can. Sometimes you might have to take two, three days out and just get scripture and scripture and scripture on a particular thing. Because I need to be able to fight what is coming against me. I need to be able to quench what has been coming in as an attack. Now do not think that you are not going to be be attacked. You do not go into the front line of the enemy and sit down and he goes, that's okay, you can take your turf back. He is going to try and stop you. He is going to try everything at every turn to throw a fiery dart in your direction. So I want to help you tonight. If I sit down and I get doubt in any area of my life, the first thing I do is I start getting scripture. I start going back to the word. God, what does your word say about this? Your word says that you are going to help me. If my business is crashing, for instance, I'll go, your word has promised me that you will take care of me. I don't need to worry about what I'm going to eat away tomorrow. You are going to take care of this thing. Devil, I'm not going to allow you to have any say or doubt in my life. And then I start trusting God. God, I stand on your word. You promised, I'm going to stand on this thing. I want to tell you, I have seen miracle upon miracle, how God has turned people's situations around, because they start applying this. And they start saying, God, I have to get into the word, so that I can sit down and start building this. Now I want us to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12. And I want you to see this, it's very important that you catch this. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12 says this. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Now listen, I want to tell you right now, I don't care who you are, you are going to fight this issue. It is going to be, God, do I really trust you in this thing? Or am I going to sit at night with fear in my heart? God, are you really going to pull me through this thing? When in the natural it looks like everything is falling apart, or it looks like there is a serious battle in my life. I want to tell you right now, every single one of us are going to face something. And not everybody faces the same thing. The one guy could be financial, the other guy could be relationships, it could be a rebellious child, it could be a spouse that walks out to them. It's all sorts of things that could happen. It could be sickness that hits you for long term. It doesn't matter what it is, but something is going to come to your house sometime. And my question is this, is are you going to fight that fight of faith? It is not a walk in the park. It is a dig in and say, God, I don't care what comes my way. I am going to trust you. See, the problem with us is this, is, is that we trust God for a little bit. Even when there is a challenge, we will trust Him for a little bit and then we change. Look at Peter. When Jesus says, come Peter, come walk on the water. Let me tell you something, that oak got out and walked on the water. How did he do that? He believed God. He believed, listen, what is Peter's words? If it's you, say I can come, I'm coming too. So what did he do? He trusted his words. Until when? He doubted. The minute he doubted, he sank. I want to tell you something, it is a natural reaction to doubt. But it's not a natural reaction to burn down your house. And the problem is this, is, is that we try and work out a natural plan every time something comes. And we must say, God, I am going to fight the good fight of faith. I am going to fight this thing until I see the victory. I believe your word is higher than anything else here. Even if you have to create something for me, you will do it. 
See, God can create anything. And we've got to understand that God who created everything is living inside of us. All He's asking us to do is to trust Him. To speak the word out as we are meant to do that. As we do that, we are going to see. Now you must understand. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Does faith come by reading? Okay, let me just give you another scripture quick. In in James chapter 2. James chapter 2. Verse 26. says the following for as the body without the spirit is dead so in other words if you got a body and you don't have a spirit you are dead okay as soon as your spirit leaves your body you are dead have you ever seen a dead guy or at least you think they're dead okay so faith without works is dead do you see that faith without works is dead Now I want to ask you, what are the works of faith? The first work of faith is to speak. The first work of faith is to speak. Why does two things? What did I say about the Word? The minute the Word is released, it releases creativity. Remember, it can create anything according to the Word of God. The authority lies in the Word. When I speak out the Word, then it releases the authority. The second thing that it does, it lets me hear. The minute I hear the Word, what happens then? My faith gets stronger. So what I do is this, is I take a scripture and I start, if you want to trust God for something, you start quoting scripture. The more I quote scripture, the more I believe what God says. The more I believe what He says, then the Bible says, then the supernatural power of God starts operating. Are you guys with me? So here's your, your little formula step by step. I need to get into the Word and physically speak the Word. The more I speak the Word, the more I hear the Word, the more I hear the Word, the more my faith is developed. The more I am fighting. What does faith fight? What does it fight? It fights the report or the situation that you are facing. It fights the bankruptcy. It fights the sickness. It fights the relationship. Whatever it is. It fights that thing. It says, this is real. We're not denying it. I'm just not accepting it. It has to change. It has to change in Jesus' name. I believe God that God is bigger than the situation. And God, if it's sickness, you can create something new. Do you understand? But the problem is, is we are settling for second best. We are settling for a natural world. And God's saying, I don't want you to trust the natural world. The natural world is going to bring you to bondage. The natural world is going to destroy you. Because mankind is designed to kill themselves. I want to show you something that's very important. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I want to show you what Paul says. One Corinthians chapter two, verse four. It says, "My my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but demonstration of the Spirit and of power." 
Now what does is, what is Satan want us to do? He wants us to not trust God so that we don't see the demonstration and power. That's what he's going to do. He's going to do everything in his power to get us away from trusting God. Because when I really trust God, I'm going to see a demonstration of power and miracles in my life. Now how many of us are walking through a natural world and seeing natural results? You know, we, we just go with it. If you're sick, you must go and lie in bed for, for a week, you'll feel better. Instead of saying, listen, I'm going to trust God for a supernatural miracle here. I'm going to see a supernatural intervention into my circumstances. Now let me give you an example, okay, of where we should be. Remember I said to you that every single time that when we get together, I need you to learn something and go and apply it the minute you get out of here. Remember I've been saying this. Now I'm going to give you a testimony of what happened last week. Just so that you can see, this is not last year, not last month, this is like last week. What did I teach on last week, who can remember? You guys aren't even sure. The name of Jesus. Remember? I was teaching on the name and the power of the name, okay? So we were talking about this, and remember what we said? That every single Christian can now stand together and start praying and circumstances can be changed. Remember? Supernaturally. Now let me tell you what happened. There was a person, they were sitting in the, in the congregation here, in the group. And what happened was, there was a group of ladies who, who prayed with them. And they had an issue with a lady, the one lady's sister. This sister has been on drugs. Okay, and they were praying for her. And they said, God, we pray for a supernatural uh, intervention. And supernaturally you're going to intervene into this person's life. And you're going to break something. The minute they leave here, they get a phone call to say that she got arrested for um, getting drugs. What do they call it? Dealing, well not dealing, but they're actually getting it. Okay, possession of drugs. Okay, and now she's stuck in the police station and locked up and now they're going to charge her and everything else. So guess what? They pray and they say, God, you're going to supernaturally do something here. The next morning, she gets led out, obviously, and then, you know, they, they must set up the bail or whatever else needs to happen. She goes home, they get together with her, and they pray with her, and supernaturally she gets delivered immediately. Straight away. Gets supernaturally delivered, and, and it was by the guys who were sitting here in the class, who went out and decided, we are not going to stand for this, we want a supernatural thing. In the name of Jesus, everything will change. How's this? That's one miracle in itself. And you guys can go, yeah, well, we'll see. Okay? Well, watch this. Goes back to the police station now to go and sort out the rest of the stuff. The police have dismissed all the charges. No record. No case. No nothing. Said, no problem. Just don't do it again. Let me tell you something. That is supernatural. When you're caught with the stuff in your hands. And they bust you and they say, don't worry, you're off. Let me tell you something, that is what we are talking about, supernatural interventions of God. And I'm telling you what, it's not because the person deserved anything, it's because of God's grace. God is gracious, but I'm telling you now, we need to see supernatural interventions every day. And we are not trusting God for them. We are not trusting God and pushing in. We are still saying, God let the world just play out. 
I'm telling you now, in this group, I want to start hearing testimony upon testimony of how God supernaturally came and did something in your life. And I don't want to hear it was in 1943. <laughs> now we always have these old testimonies. That's not the demonstration of the power of God. I want to hear yesterday, the day before, God did something that changed something in your circumstance that no man can dispute that it was God. You see, when you see the demonstration of the power of God, they want to sit down and say, listen, I will show you my works because of my faith. I'll show you my faith because of the works that you see. In other words, because God did this, you can see that I trusted God and I couldn't have done this myself. Because this happened to me, my works and the stuff that you see in my life, the miracles that are happening every day, the demonstration of a supernatural God will start drawing people to God. The reason why people don't want God, they go, well i got my own trouble, I don't need yours. I'm being serious. We need to start demonstrating the power of the gospel. How do I do that? I need to get my shield of faith up and say, God, no matter what comes, I believe you. This circumstance has got about me. You see, everything comes back to the Word. Remember I said to you, the Word is the sword. I need to speak the Word out audibly so that I can build my faith. And sometimes, just through life, you know, I could be busy, I went away on holiday, I didn't get to spending time with God. And this is what I'm saying, this is where the dangerous thing is. The devil doesn't sit down and go, Ach, I'll give you a break. Ach, it's okay man, you take a rest, I'll wait until you come back. You know, it's like, it's your day off. He comes and he's ruthless when you are the tiredest, when you're the weakest, when you've been, you know, just naturally just taking strain and under pressure, and the next second there's this onslaught that you weren't ready for. And you have to be ready in the midst of the worst physical condition that you might be. And now you've got to still trust God in the midst of that. Listen, some of us don't want to trust God in that time, we just want to get off the planet. Oh God, I'll just go home. Come on, I know you've never been there before. I want to tell you how to stop that. You don't fight the good fight of faith when there's an attack. You fight before you're ready, you get there. Get ready so that when you get there. I always say to the guys, no army tries to train you in battle. I don't go and take a bunch of troops and say, Oh come, we'll go into the middle of the war and we'll try and sort you out on the way. You go to basics, you get trained, and then you go to battle. Be ready when there's not an attack on your house. How's your house things in your house? It's pretty fine, everything's fine. Yeah, don't get slack. In the time of peace, get trained. Ball up your faith, so that when that slightest inclination of an attack or one fiery dart comes near you, you go, hey, I'll check that. I'm watching this lot. I'm not going to fall for this trick. I trust God in the name of Jesus. That thing goes. I guard my boundaries. I protect my garden. And don't be caught off guard. Don't get to the place where you go, Oh shucks, I didn't see that coming. And now we're all, the whole place is burning down. Do you understand? So I want to challenge us tonight. How do I use faith as a weapon? Number one, 
I speak the word. I get into the word. I, uh, the only way that I'm going to build faith and really trust God is if I know what the Bible says. Let me make it in another way. Make it even simpler. How many of you have been in a relationship anywhere with anybody? Okay. Hopefully everybody's been in some relationship. My daddy, my mommy or somebody. Okay. Now listen to this. The more I spend time with you, the more I get to know you. Yes or no? How many of you know that if I had to ask you a question, especially husband and wives have been married forever, okay? If I ask you, would your spouse act like this, 99% of you would be able to tell me yes or no. Am I right? Would your, would your spouse react like this in this situation, yes or no? How on earth did I know, well how did you know that that was going to be like that? You know why? Because you spend time with him. The more you spend time with somebody, the more you get to know them. Agreed? So when the more I read the Word, the more I get to know how God is. That's how I do it. The more I read the Word, the more I get to know Him. And when the devil comes with a lie, I go, hang on a sec, that's a lie. My God's not like that. It's you that's standing, conning me here. You devil, you are busy laying this thing on my door and you are saying, Ach, it's God. Or it's life. It's not. It's you that's busy going about in you. And I'm not going to let that thing burn. In the name of Jesus, my faith is going to kill that thing. I'm going to destroy that thing before it grips into my family. Before that symptom. And God can supernaturally change things. You see, what's interesting is if you look at the Bible... Right through the Bible, look at Abraham. He says to Abraham, wherever you want land, I'll give it to you. No problem, you'll be blessed. You know what Abraham, remember Abraham was with his brother Lot, or his brother-in-law? And he says to him, listen, Lot, you choose the best place, take whatever you want, I'll take the dump. You never hear of Lot prospering so big as Abraham. Abraham takes the dump. Wherever God's blessing is, it's going to prosper. If God is for you, nobody can be against you. The problem is this, is we don't think God's for us. God's going, let me do a supernatural thing. And you're going, no, I'll do it myself. That's pretty dumb. That is pretty dumb. God's going, please let me do it for you. No, I know better. That's how we operate. So tonight, I want to challenge us. Get into the Word. Get your faith built up. If you feel like things are starting to take its toll in your family or whatever the situation, get back to the Word. Even if you take a day off and you start reading the Scriptures again, saying, God, what are you saying about this thing? What do you say about it, how it should be? And start quoting those Scriptures because they're going to start building your faith in God again. Does it help you? So I want each one of us to check our shields. Okay, I want to tell you right now, you are going to have a fiery dart. You see, if you don't have one, you're not saved. The Bible says so. You're going to have something coming at you. And let me tell you something, it's not always easy. But I tell you, it's nothing more rewarding when you see a miracle take place. Like this lady whose, whose life has been changed. I'm telling you now, nothing more exciting than seeing the devil clapped. By people who are just sitting here, normal oaks, no big name, no big preacher with the title of a deliverance ministry, just goes, hey, in the name of Jesus, devil get lost. Finished and clear, it's sorted. And God's moving supernaturally. See, that is the body of Christ. That's where we should be.
Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come before you tonight. And Lord, I thank you that you love us so much. Lord, that you died for us and that you want to do a supernatural thing in each one of our lives. But Lord, I pray right now that we will repent of not fighting a good warfare with our faith. But Lord, that we will sit down and say from today, we are going to get into the Word. Lord, that we are going to release the Word and we are going to build the faith up so that we can stand whenever there is a fiery dart that comes our way. Lord, that we will not allow that fiery dart into our families, into our lives. But Lord, that we will start resisting it according to your Word. Lord, that we will start demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our situation. Lord, that we will see miracle upon miracle, that we see a supernatural move of God in everything that we do. Lord, I pray right now that we will not be timid. Lord, that we will not be sitting in a place of just staying idle. But God, we will start moving by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.